Welcome to the Travel Therapy Mentor Podcast, your number one source for travel therapy information and education, hosted by Travel Physical Therapist Duo, Jared and Whitney. Join us each week on Facebook Live to learn about a new travel therapy topic, or listen to the replay right here on our podcast. If you're new to travel therapy and are ready to get started, contact us to get connected with the travel therapy recruiters and companies we recommend by visiting TravelTherapyMentor.com recruiters. Again, that's TravelTherapyMentor.com recruiters. And if you're looking for the best way to get your CEUs online as a traveler who's always on the go, you can use our discount code to get the best rate on an annual MedBridge subscription, which is where we get all of our CEUs online. You can go to TravelTherapyMentor.com slash MedBridge to see our discount code. Again, that's TravelTherapyMentor.com slash MedBridge. And last, if you're interested in getting started with credit card hacking to take advantage of free or low-cost travel like we do, check out our top credit card recommendations for travelers at TravelTherapyMentor.com slash credit. Again, that's TravelTherapyMentor.com slash credit. All right, and now on to this week's episode. Hey everyone. Hey everybody. Welcome to another Travel Therapy Mentor video. Tonight we're going to be talking about a recap of 2021, or a recap of 2020 as well as uh, projections and expectations for 2021. So we're going to talk about both our personal situation, 2021 how it went, or 2020 how it went, <laughs> and 2021 what we're planning to do, um, as well as uh, travel therapy job market and expectations we have for that going into the new year. So 2020 was a tough year for everybody. Um, we'd love to hear how you guys did, like how your situation was. Um, I know it was hard for a lot of people. Um, Whitney's gonna introduce us and I'm gonna get this video shared in a couple different groups. All right, everyone, thanks for joining. My name is Whitney Aiken. I'm Jared Cazazzo. And we're, we are both traveling doctors with physical therapy. Every week we do a video um, about something travel therapy related. Many of you guys may have tuned in in the past for our weekly videos, so thanks for those who are tuning in again. And if this is your first time listening to one of our videos, thank you for joining us, and we hope that you will join us for future videos. We've been doing these weekly videos um, every week for over a year. Almost, no, I think two years is now. Is it two years now? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess it was 20, January 2019 when we started doing our weekly videos. So yeah, we're coming up on two years. Um, so it's pretty exciting. It's hard to believe it's already the new year. I know that 2020 was a really um, crazy and unexpected year for a lot of people. Um, you know, some people had a really difficult time, especially travel therapists were definitely affected in 2020. So as Jared said, we're going to talk a little bit about what happened with us. Personally, um, Jared and I at Travel Therapy Mentor in 2020, we're going to talk about what happened with the travel therapy job market, just kind of give you guys an overview and a recap of what went on with the travel therapy job market. And then we're going to give you some projections, um, some what we think is going to happen in 2021 with the job market. Um, we talked to a lot of different recruiters that we work with and managers and leaders in our industry so that we could gather the most up-to-date information to bring to you guys tonight so that you can start planning and seeing what you should expect in 2021, whether you're a current traveler or somebody who took a break from traveling, who's ready to jump back in traveling, or if it's gonna be your first time traveling ever. So um, we'll tell you a little bit about that, and we'll also just let you know a little bit about what we are planning personally for our, our lives in 2021. Um, although as we all learned last year, uh, plans can change, so we'll just have to take it you know, one month, one week at a time in 2021 and see what it has in store for us. But um, we're definitely excited for the new year. We think that it's gonna be a really good year, a lot better year than last year. 
and we're going to tell you a little bit about the things that we're excited about. So for those of you guys that are tuning in live tonight, uh, we do record our videos on Facebook Live, and then I know some of you guys like to listen later on the replay, either on our Facebook page, on our podcast, or on our YouTube channel. Um, but for those of you guys that are tuning in live, please leave us a comment in the comment section and let us know that you're watching. Let us know um, that you, you know, if you are a student who's thinking about traveling, if you're a clinician who's thinking about starting travel in 2021, let us know if you're a current traveler or somebody who maybe took a break from traveling who wants to get back into it. We would love to hear from you and kind of what your situation is with travel therapy right now. So just leave us a comment below. Also, if you guys wouldn't mind just hitting the thumbs up button and let us know that you're watching this video, that you're enjoying it, and hopefully that you're learning something. Um, Jared is just wrapping up sharing our video in a couple of the Facebook groups so that more people can tune in with us live. But I see that Jackie is already on, Rachel, Anthony, Christine. Thank you guys for tuning in. Amy, Kara, Carletta, Khalil, Kimberly, Forrest, Emily, Lauren, Hannah, Nick. Thank you guys so much for tuning in tonight. Hi, Hannah. Hannah says that she's a clinician who's looking to start traveling this year. Hannah, you are not alone. We have had a ton of people reach out to us lately that are thinking about starting travel therapy in 2021. So hopefully tonight's video will be helpful for you in kind of what to expect as we head into the new year. Yeah, so I guess real quick, we'll just cover what our plans were for 2020, what we expected to happen, um, and then uh, in terms of personal plans, and then um, what actually happened, um, you know, everything got derailed. So 2020, we thought was gonna be the best year ever. We were really excited. We had a bunch of plans. Um, we were planning to do meetups all across the country for travel therapists. Um, we did do one meetup in North Carolina in February, back before anyone was being affected by COVID. Um, we did a meetup in Denver at CSM. That was awesome. So we were planning to do meetups all over the country. We had a five month trip planned to Central and South America. Um, we were planning a road trip across the country in September, so we had a ton of plans. We thought it was going to be the best year ever, and obviously things did not go according to plan. And not only that, we thought it was going to be a really good year for travel therapy. Yes. So um, we are about five and a half years into um, doing travel therapy ourselves as travel PTs. So at this time, at the beginning of 2020, we were about four and a half years in. Everything had been really good for the four and a half years that we had been travel therapists. And it just seemed like, you know, the market was going to do really great. We were super excited for all of the therapists that we mentor at Travel Therapy Mentor. Um, we were excited for all of you guys. We thought that it was just going to be another great year. Um, we were really happy to help people kind of get started on their year of travel therapy. There was a little bit of um, uncertainty at the beginning of 2020, though, because what had happened right at the end of 2019. So there had been some Medicare changes that affected um, travel job or not, not just travel jobs, but therapy jobs in general across the board, um, specifically in the skilled nursing and home health settings. So those are the PDPM and PDGM changes. Yeah. So anybody unfamiliar in October PDPM, and I think it was January PDGM, they really hurt the travel market, um, for all disciplines. I think SLP was the least affected, but PTOT jobs dropped a lot. And going into 2020, it was already the beginning of the year is always a tough time to find travel jobs. So really from like October until February is pretty tough. 
right when COVID happened, things were starting to pick back up. And we were really optimistic about from March to the end of the year. And uh, obviously things took a turn for the worse there. Yeah, so things had really just started to turn the corner in February. We were super excited. We were like, okay, we're gonna be past that January job lull. We're gonna be past that PDPM and PDGM stuff. This is gonna be the year, you know, come February, March, 2020, it's gonna be great. I think we literally had actually just done like a job market update right before um, the pandemic happened in March. And we were so excited about this year. So obviously things changed a lot um, for us and for the world when March 2020 rolled around. So yeah. as Jared said, we had that um, trip planned. We were planning on traveling through Mexico, Central and South America for five months. And literally like the week that we were supposed to leave is when everything happened. Yeah. Um, and just it was all extremely ironic and um, difficult time. And just to give you some idea of, of what happened there. So the job market was very tough. Like I said, uh, January, February, right. I think it was the day before the announcement of the, uh, state of emergency for COVID. One of the recruiters, one of the, like, uh, I guess the managers of the recruiters from one of the companies we work with sent us a message and said, we've got a ton of jobs coming in, send us all your travelers. And we were like, I don't know if it's going to work out. And then yeah, yes, yeah. crashed um, from there. <laughs> Before all that, you know, I was looking actually back at like our pictures from 2020 and actually quite a bit happened even before the whole COVID thing. Um, so our year actually started out pretty good, kind of things were going as planned. Um, so just to recap a little bit more about us, I was finishing up a travel therapy contract at the beginning of 2020. So I was working in North Carolina at an outpatient clinic. So I was wrapping up my contract, everything was great. We were like so excited, like, okay, we're gonna finish work. We're gonna go out of the country for five months. We had been working on trying to sell our RV and truck for um, a little bit. We had been thinking about selling it the year before and we did not sell it. And so we had decided because um, for those of you guys who are not so familiar with our story, we only work at this point um, part of the year and then part of the year we take off um, to, tr to travel for fun and do other things, work on our online business. So because we weren't gonna be using the camper quite as much, we decided we were gonna sell it. And so for those of you guys that have been following us for a while, you might remember that that was quite the ordeal at the beginning of 2020. We had a buyer who fell through and all this stuff, but finally, right before we were about to leave for Mexico and Central and South America, we sold our camper, we sold our truck. So things were going really swimmingly for us. We were super excited, we were like, okay, now we don't have to worry about storing those, finding a place to store our camper while we're out of the country. Um, so that was good. We checked that off our list. We did get to go to CSM, um, which for those of you guys who are not familiar, that's the National Physical Therapy, uh, the biggest conference of the year. And I know we saw a lot of you guys there. We got to do a, a huge travel therapy meetup for current travelers and those that were thinking about traveling at this physical therapy uh, conference in Denver in February. It was awesome. And that seemed like the last like bit of normalcy that we had before COVID hit. And looking back, it's like, oh my God, I can't believe we were at a conference center with just hundreds and hundreds of people. Thousands and thousands of people. Yeah, and then how many people? We had over 100 people at our meetup at CSM. Yeah. So that was amazing. Before that, we had done a North Carolina, like a smaller meetup in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, we were planning on doing a bunch of school talks and conferences. We did speak at the North Carolina Student Conclave literally like days before we were supposed to leave for Mexico. So we checked all these things off our list. We were like, this is great. This is wonderful. Um, 
see if there's anything I'm missing. So then we were supposed to be going, uh, the first part of our five month trip was gonna be the Club Core Med trip, which is um, a, an annual trip that Core Medical Group does for some of their travelers. So it was gonna be great. Actually, that picture that's over there um, behind us right now, for those of you that are watching the video version of this, um, that was from last year's, or the year before's Club Core Med trip. So we were super excited. And then everything just crashed down. Um, yep. come March. So in terms of the job market, um, obviously, like we said, it was impacted already going into the year. COVID really hurt things. So probably, um, to give some perspective prior to PDPM, there was somewhere between on average, maybe three to 400 PT jobs in the country, travel jobs open. Um, after PDPM and PDGM that dropped down to maybe the 200 to 300 range. Then in March, so mid-March, after the state of emergency, everything was very chaotic. No one knew what was going on. That dropped to like 20 to 30 jobs. And um, OT mimics that pretty pretty closely. Uh, there was a little bit fewer OT jobs in, in each of those phases. But yeah, so COVID, things dropped by about 90% in terms of the travel therapy job market. And that has gradually gotten better since then. So it stayed depressed at those levels for probably March to June. Things have improved since then, but still we're only maybe at about 50% of where we were at the beginning of the year. So looking back, those of you guys that were involved in the travel therapy market in 2020, you might remember it was sort of this like, oh my gosh moment of like, what's going to happen? And a lot of the people who were on contract at that time ended up getting their contracts canceled. It was a huge ordeal in the beginning of 2020 when it first happened because a lot of companies were just like, we don't know what to do. Um, a lot of facilities, hospitals, nursing homes, uh, outpatient contracts, all that stuff. Sometimes some of their caseloads dropped. So they fired a bunch of staff. So not only did we have travelers get their contracts canceled, they were really uncertain because it was unprecedented. So, um, a lot of the travel therapy companies weren't necessarily paying them. They were like, we don't have a policy for this. We don't have any money to pay you because your contract got canceled because of a pandemic, you know, sometimes they're able to cover a two week, you know, period or whatever, but a lot of people were not getting cancellation notices. They were just getting canceled. Yeah. And, and the big thing there is it wasn't really the travel company's fault because what was going on and the majority of these cases is the facility was saying, this is an act of God. We're cutting the contract right now. We're not paying you any more money. So if the facility is not paying the travel company, the travel company can't pay the traveler. Um, without taking a loss. And in a lot of situations, they were getting half of their travelers cut. So if they continue to make the payments to the traveler, they might go out of business and it was just a terrible situation. So that was a really, really difficult time. So then a lot of travelers were like out of work all at once and there were no new jobs coming out. As Jared mentioned, the job numbers plummeted because there was a lot of uncertainty at this time with COVID, people were like, well, we don't know what's gonna happen with our caseloads, so we don't know if we need staff right now. And a lot of them were having to fire their permanent staff too. A lot of permanent therapists were getting furloughed. So there was a reduction in the number of jobs being advertised, and there was an increase in the number of therapists looking for jobs because not only were the current travelers who lost their jobs looking for jobs, you had permanent therapists who were furloughed that were like, maybe I'll try travel because I don't have a job right now. And then you also had new grads graduating and looking for jobs. So there were way more therapists than there were jobs. And it stayed like that, like Jared said, pretty much from like March to like July, August, it was awful. And so a lot of people were unemployed 
for the whole summer, um, us included. Now we, we also were not planning on working during that time because we thought we'd be traveling internationally, working on our business, that sort of thing. But we did not work during that time. And I know a lot of you guys probably also did not work during that time. Yeah, and those supply and demand dynamics were really important because that drove down the pay of the, the travel contracts that were available. So even the travel contracts that were there, maybe you know that 20 to 40 or so at a time that were open, were paying a lot less and everyone was very upset about everything going on. Um, and that was a really tough time for several months. It was really hard. It was especially hard for new grads because they were super low on the totem pole uh, you know, as applicants. So at least once things started to slowly pick back up, um, permit, or permanent therapists hopefully got back to their permanent jobs or took a travel job. Current travelers who had experience were at the top of the list for job applications. The new grads just really didn't have a shot and that happened a lot, like all the way up until the end of the year really, it was hard for new grads. It was also particularly difficult for PTAs and CODAs. So this whole year has been poor, a really poor job market unfortunately for PTAs and CODAs. Um, not only the PDPM and PDGM changes that we saw at the end of 2019, beginning of 2020, that already affected the CODA and PTA market, but then we just didn't really see CODA or PTA jobs come back all 2020. There were pretty much like zero to 10 jobs in the entire country for travel PTAs and CODAs. So yeah. very difficult there for assistance. Yeah. And we had a lot of CODAs and PTAs reach out and we were basically telling CODAs, PTAs, and new grad PTs, OTs, that it was just not a good time to travel for that whole time. Your chances of landing a job were really low. If you did land a job, it's probably because it was a very undesirable job um, and it was a, a tough time. Like I said, things have started to improve going into the end of the year, so we are optimistic for 2021. Yeah, and we're going to get into talking a little bit more about that in a few minutes after we finish recapping 2020. So another thing that happened in 2020 with the travel therapy job market is once things sort of leveled out a little bit in the summer and we started to see things pick back up just slightly, but we were seeing case numbers rise, there was some talk of whether or not that therapists were going to be asked to work some of these so-called crisis jobs for COVID patients in COVID hospital, um, COVID units in hospitals. Uh, we saw that a lot for nursing. We saw it a lot for respiratory therapists. There were all these emergency crisis needs for nursing and respiratory therapy and some other disciplines too where they were asking for so many and they were paying so much money. And so there was a lot of chitter chatter back and forth about whether that was gonna happen for physical therapists, occupational therapists, and speech language pathologists. Yeah, and there was a few, but it was much less than we thought. Um, you know, Everyone anticipated that these patients would be very sick. Um, you'd need more acute care therapists. When they were recovering, you'd probably need more inpatient rehab therapists or skilled nursing therapists. Um, for basically these crisis contracts. And we thought there'd be a lot of them paying really well. Um, turned out there was only a few, they were not paying, most of them were not paying nearly as much as like nursing and respiratory therapy, which made some people upset. Um, but you know, that was just kind of the way the situation went for therapists. We weren't as in demand as we thought we'd be. Yep. So as a synopsis, basically from March through August, the travel therapy job market was dead, just completely dead. It was the worst we've ever seen it in the five years that we've been involved in the travel therapy job industry and talking to other people in the industry who've been in the industry for 10 plus years. It was the worst they'd seen it in 10 or more years since the last time they did some Medicare changes and still not even that bad. It's probably the worst it's ever been. Um, since August, it's been slowly picking back up. Um, and here in a few minutes, we'll get to talking about what we're thinking it's going to be for 2021. It's not quite back to normal, but it's a lot better than it was from March to July. Yeah. If you guys are watching and you have any questions or comments, 
um, you know, how your year went, let us know. We always love to hear that. Um, if you could like this video, the more people that like it, the more people that see it. Um, and I know there are a lot of therapists right now that are itching to get into traveling or get back to traveling after such a tough year. Absolutely. So just a little more about kind of what ended up happening with us. So obviously we were planning on doing all these things we mentioned earlier. We were planning on being in Latin America for five months. We were planning on doing more meetups, more school talks, more conferences, more fun things. Well, just like most of you, we ended up just being stuck at home for several months, not sure what to do. Um, and this ended up being the longest time that we've spent at home, which for us is Virginia in years. We hadn't spent this many months in Virginia in years. Yeah, almost six years. Uh, we ended up spending um, from basically mid-February until August um, just doing nothing. So yeah. yeah. So it was definitely unexpected that time off. Um, we did spend that time working on travel therapy content. Um, you know, we wanted to be able to provide kind of bridge a gap for you guys between all the travel therapy people, um, the recruiters and the industry leaders that we know and have relationships with. We gathered a lot of information. We started doing these monthly updates so we could bring you guys the information. We continued to mentor. We continued to produce content. Um, during that time. Yeah, I guess I shouldn't say nothing. We, we did things during that time. Well, there was, just... was like definitely a period where we did nothing. Yeah. Uh, there was definitely a period where like you guys, we watched way too many TikTok videos where we participated in online workout challenges. We did Zoom calls. We did virtual trivia night. We slept a lot. We walked on we trails. We played video games. We, yeah. Jared played video games. Um, we played board games. There was a lot of time where we were doing nothing, but we definitely continued to put out content. Um, and we spent a lot more time with family, which was nice. Um, you know, our immediate family here in Roanoke, Virginia, that was a really nice time, um, unexpected. And then guess what else we did? We, um, I told you we sold our camper and our truck earlier that year, so we were kind of homeless. And usually that's okay. As travel therapists, usually we just are home like a very short time each year, so we would just stay with our family. But when we realized that we were going to be here for six plus months, we decided it might be time to buy our own house. Yeah, so that was exciting. We got a house in April. It's been awesome. We've really enjoyed it. Yeah, so we are in our house now. So now we own our own house, which has been nice, um, especially during this unexpected time at home. And this will kind of be our own home base so we don't have to use our family's homes when we come back between our travels in the future. So that was kind of an unexpected positive in 2020. Yeah, just because we bought a house, we get the question constantly, does that mean we're settling down? We're not settling down. We're probably still going to take at least, Whitney at least is going to take at least one travel contract per year, and we're still planning on traveling a ton internationally as soon as we're able to again. Yep, and we're going to talk about that more when we get to our 2021 plans. Um, so the other thing that we did end up getting to do, we had planned to take a road trip this year, and we ended up that we, we actually did get to do that, thankfully. We did have to cancel all of our international plans, but by the fall, um, late summer, early fall, we decided that we would still be able to take a road trip. Um, so we bought a minivan and we converted it to be able to travel across the country to a bunch of the national parks and mostly car camp so that we could socially distance during that time. Yeah, and that was a really cool trip. We ended up spending over 30 nights in the van, traveled uh, 12,000 miles. It was a lot of fun. Um, got to see a bunch of the national parks, spend a lot of time outdoors, which was perfect for um, you know, getting away and, and still being responsible during COVID. Yeah, it wasn't exactly the road trip we thought it would be. Because of COVID, we would have liked to have, um, you know, done a little bit more social activities during, during this time. But it was nice to get outdoors. We went to 28 national parks. 
Um, we hiked over 300 miles during that eight weeks. So we went all the way from Virginia up across the northern states, down the west coast, and down across the southwest. It was just an incredible trip. It was probably one of our best trips that we've been it was on. My favorite trip ever. Um, yeah. We've we've done a lot of road trips and we've done a lot of international travel, but that was probably you know the silver lining in 2020 is that road trip still ended up being epic. Most fun. Um, and we probably even made it a little bit more epic in terms of like the parks that we went to and the outdoor stuff because that's all we could do. So it was pretty good. So, um, and since then in the fall, we, we were able to spend the fall winter back at home after a road trip, kind of celebrate the holidays and then start coming up with some plans for next year. So let's talk about this year. All right. So back to talking about the travel therapy job market. So as yep. we kind of gave you just a hint, it is getting better. It's definitely getting better. Like I said, going into the year, probably about 50% of where we were last year, a beginning of last year, um, which sounds bad, but compared to where we were down 90 plus percent, it is much better. Um, we have a lot of people getting placed. We have more people than ever reaching out to us. Um, and it's definitely improving. So we plan, we, we expect that to continue. Um, the recruiters that we work with, the managers at travel companies, they all are seeing continued uptrends. Um, it's hard to say going into this new year. A lot of times there is some difficulty in the beginning of years, uh, each year uh, for travel contracts in general. But this year is a little different because we've, you know, we were already starting from such a low point that we think that that won't happen this year and that it will kind of continue to trend upwards. Yeah, it's been a little bit unclear with the job numbers just the past two weeks with it being the holidays and a lot of people being out of the office and things. But we have still seen a lot of jobs posted. Um, our recruiters have continued to place therapists and jobs in the, le the weeks leading up to 2021. So typically there's kind of this little lull at the beginning of January while companies figure out their staffing needs, figure out their budget for the year. Everybody gets back from the holidays. So if you are sitting there right now wanting to start a travel therapy job and you were really hoping you'd start January the 4th, don't be discouraged because quite often the first two weeks of January, there's just kind of this lull. So hopefully now that um, as of tomorrow, January 4th, when everybody's back in the office, hospitals and, and everything have a chance to kind of play catch up after the holidays, hopefully they'll start advertising more jobs yeah. and you guys will be able to get some interviews and get into jobs. So don't be discouraged, but it might be towards more like the end of January, the beginning of February that we really start to see the way the trends are going to go. Yeah, I just saw David ask about SLP jobs, and I realized we haven't mentioned SLPs at all. The reason we haven't mentioned SLPs is SLPs were largely unaffected by COVID, which is kind of crazy. Their job market was never really impacted. Um, they went from probably an average of 300 jobs to maybe down to 250, maybe a slight reduction. But in reality, SLPs saw an increase in pay during COVID because they were in higher demand. Um, so SLP, I mean... David, if you want to travel pretty much anywhere, you, you can have your pick right now. There's a lot of jobs, very high paying jobs, um, pretty much all over the country. So SLPs are in good shape. Uh, that's why we haven't mentioned them. I would say the only exception there is it seems like lately skilled nursing is just paying a little bit lower all across the board for all disciplines, including SLP. But in terms of job availability and high demand, um, there are more uh, typically there are more SLP jobs than there are SLP travelers. So usually you're in super high demand and you have your pick of the litter. It used to be that way a little bit more for PT and OT, but it's a, it's a bit more competitive for PT and OT right now. Very true. So with that said, let's go over some numbers that we've been hearing the last several weeks. Um, and we're expecting these to continue to trend upward. 
So like we mentioned earlier, normally we would see anywhere between 300 to 500 PT, OT, and SLP jobs at any given time. And it's hard to say what normal is anymore because <laughs> that was, um, so the normal that we're referring to is prior to October of 2019. So that's been 15 months ago now since anything was really normal in the travel world um, when you factor in PDPM, PDGM, and COVID. So yeah, that was prior to then. Who knows what we'll actually go back to, but that used to be the norm. So for we'll start with SLP. So if we're saying the norm is 300 to 500, some of the companies are still seeing 150 to 250 SLP jobs. Some of the bigger companies are still seeing in the 300s and the 400s for SLP jobs. So yeah. really, it's kind of almost back to normal for number of SLP jobs. So still really strong there. Yeah, and for all disciplines, uh, it's probably important to mention, California is it's a hard, hard place to beat for any discipline jobs for travelers. Like, there are a lot of jobs in California all the time, um, especially for SLP right now, but for PTs, OTs, um, you know, if you're looking for one state to get licensed in, California probably is the way to go. Yep. Um, now for PT, the job numbers right now kind of a range. Uh, the reason we're giving you a range is every single staffing company might have access to different jobs. So some of the bigger companies might have a bigger number of jobs, whereas some of the smaller companies might not have as big of a number of jobs, but some, sometimes they'll have some exclusive clients or direct clients. And each company kind of has a smattering of different jobs available, which is why we always recommend that you work with more than one recruiter at more than one company. So what we're giving you is kind of a range of what we heard from several different companies. So with that said, the PT range right now is anywhere from about 50 to 200 jobs, which is a huge improvement from earlier last year in 2020 yeah. when it was like 20 to 30 jobs. Yeah, yeah, that March through July, 20 to 30 jobs, and that was on, on, on a good week. So yeah, much, yeah. much better. So seeing some anywhere up like 100 to 200 is amazing for PT. And this is all across the country, all across 50 states. And also realize when we're telling you these numbers, travel therapy jobs move really quickly. They open yeah. and close within the week. So we're just talking about on average, how many new jobs they're getting in each week. So for SLP, anywhere from 150 to 450. For PT, anywhere from 50 to 200. For OT, anywhere from 50 to 100. So not quite as good as PT, but, but getting there. Getting there for sure. And I actually did notice a slight increase in PTA and CODA jobs these last couple weeks. And um, from our reports, we've been getting uh, the range anywhere from 10 to 30 jobs across the country. Yeah, and with these job ranges, obviously they're big ranges, why is that? The main reason is on that lower end, we work with a variety of companies of all different sizes, some as small as just two or three people that make up a travel company, and some that are hundreds of people. So some of the smaller companies don't have access to as many jobs as some of the bigger companies. So the smaller or the lower end of that range is usually smaller companies, the bigger end of the range is usually the bigger companies. Um, and then I guess the flip side of that is usually the smaller companies can pay better, the bigger companies on average pay less. So there's a little bit of a trade-off there between pay and job options. Yeah, and then like I said earlier too, sometimes different companies will have access to different direct clients or different exclusive clients. So it's not always about the number of options they have, it's also the quality of the jobs that they have listed or the yeah. different jobs that this company might not have. So there's pros and cons 
to working with big and small companies. That's why we recommend you work with a variety of companies. And that'll be one of our recommendations when we get into giving you guys recommendations for this year. But I'll just go ahead and throw it out there while we're talking about companies and recruiters. If you guys are interested in getting in contact with some of the companies and recruiters that we work with, that we recommend, we have about 10 or so that we um, personally recommend to others, you can feel free to reach out to us. We'll give you recommendations based on your situation. If you would just like to comment a recruiter on this video, or you can go on our website, we have something called a recruiter recommendation form. If you fill that out, we'll take a look at it and we'll email you back some recommendations based on your discipline and which settings you're interested in, all that stuff. Yeah, and um, since we're talking about the job numbers as well, if any of you guys are potential travelers and you're still new to it and you just want to see like what a a potential job might look like, like location, setting, pay, uh, we have a list on our website of hot jobs, which uh, lately has just almost been any jobs because the market's been so limited. Um, But on the website, traveltherapymentor.com, at the top of the page, you'll see hot job list. Um, You can just get a idea of what's available. All right. So just as a quick recap, PTA and CODA, anywhere between 10 and 30 jobs all across the country, which is not a lot, but it's better than zero to 10. PT, anywhere from 50 to 200. OT, anywhere from 50 to 100. SLP, anywhere from 150 to 450. So we are trending up and we hope that we'll see better numbers as we move forward in 2021. In terms of settings, um, we've continued to see mostly skilled nursing and home health. Um, There have been more acute care jobs. Schools are starting to pick up for, you know, uh, staffing as well. We see a smattering of schools. Outpatient is still really slow. So outpatient PT, OT, um, sometimes SLP outpatient is still not where it used to be. So it's harder to come by outpatient jobs right now. Yeah. And that's only logical because a lot of people with outpatient issues, it's not as urgent as a situation, skilled nursing, acute care, and people are being cautious. So they may not be willing to go to an outpatient clinic for something that may or may not be urgent versus you know skilled nursing home health acute care if you need that you really need that Um, so that's why outpatient is still kind of lagging behind yep now while we're not back to quite where we used to be i have heard from the recruiters recently that they are seeing a slight increase in pay or they're seeing that the clients and when they refer to the clients they mean like the facility the um, hospital or the outpatient clinic or the skilled nursing facility the facility is being a little bit more flexible on pay So if they're having to go back and negotiate a little bit to try to increase pay for a therapist, they are working with them a little bit more. So that's a good thing. We're we're hopefully seeing a little bit more uh, pay there. They're also showing that they're um, having better locations, job locations. So that's a positive for us as therapists. Um, I heard from one company that they've been seeing a lot more PT jobs in compact states, which is super helpful for those of us that are eligible as physical therapists for the PT compact. So that's a huge pro. Um, And another company was telling me that they're getting a lot more direct client jobs, which is really helpful for the therapists that travel with those companies that have a lot of direct clients. Um, That business is really starting to pick back up. So those are all good things. Again, not quite back where we were, but we're seeing some positive trends. Yeah, um, we're hopeful, you know, now that the vaccine is being rolled out, healthcare professionals are um, up there pretty high on the list of priority, especially frontline workers, obviously. So we're hoping that as the vaccines rolled out, companies will be a little bit more, um, I guess, a little bit less hesitant to bring travelers in, knowing that, uh, you know, the situation is improving. Um, There's light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak. I mean, that's the big thing. That's the big correlation here is the reason why we saw a huge reduction in jobs is, well, for one thing, for therapists, especially 
PTOT, I would say, um, and SLP to an extent, post-op um, patients were really significantly slowed down if they stopped elective surgeries for a while. So that had a huge trickle-down effect on all the therapies from inpatient rehab to skilled nursing to outpatient home health, um, a huge impact there. Schools, there was a big impact for school therapists because kids were not in school. Um, outpatient, like Jared said, if the public is not willing to come into the clinic, then there's no caseload for therapists to work. So therefore, companies are not like needing staff. So hopefully, as the vaccine gets rolled out, as things start to go back to normal more with the public getting surgeries like normal, being willing to go to outpatient therapy, schools getting back in session, that sort of thing, hopefully we'll see a rise in jobs. But Time will definitely tell on that one. Yep. Um, some of the, th the recruiters that I, I spoke with are more optimistic than others. So some of them are having a little bit better um, trends in their business than others. Some of them are saying it's still been really competitive for their travelers, unfortunately. Um, I did hear from one recruiter that he's seeing more jobs. However, he's still, when he's submitting therapists for jobs, some of them are not getting the opportunity to interview or be accepted because there's still a lot of competition. Yep. So that's something to keep in mind. It's getting better, but it's still really competitive. Uh, last week when we did our job uh, interview, phone interview uh, video, where we educated you guys about phone interviews, we mentioned that in the past, we almost always got a phone interview when we applied for a job, but that's not necessarily been the case because the job market has been so competitive this yeah. last year. Yeah, we, we know experienced travelers that have been submitted for five or six jobs and gotten zero interviews. So it's just been a, a lot harder time in general um, it is improving though, so there is hope um, so going into 2020 for sure. Yep, 2021. 2021. You've been mixing this up this whole video. <laughs> I, I don't know. Whatever. It's okay. Everyone knows what I'm I know, and so it's funny for me because it's like it's hard for me to think of saying like 2020 was last year, you yeah, know, because it it's just the beginning of this year. So um, that'll take a little adjusting for all of us. Yeah, and I saw there's a quite a few comments and questions. We're going to go through those in a minute, um, but yeah. we'll go through a summary. Um, our recommendations if you're planning to travel in 2021. Um, and if you guys have any other questions, feel free to ask those. Please like this video. It helps us out a lot yeah. for more engagement and more people to see it. Um, and we're also going to talk about, for those of you guys that care, what we have in store at Travel Therapy Mentor for 2021 and what we're personally planning on doing. So just to kind of summarize, mm -hmm. we're definitely hopeful um, for 2021 with the Travel Therapy Job Market. Honestly, it can't be any worse than 2020. 2020 yeah. was like rock bottom for the travel therapy job market. We're super hopeful. For those of you guys that were, you know, hoping to travel in 2020 and you had to delay that to this year, I really hope that now is your time that you can get in. Hopefully you gained some valuable experience during 2020, during that unexpected time. Hopefully you've watched some of our videos and armed yourself with knowledge. If not, we would highly recommend you do watch some of our videos so you can learn and prepare yourself for this year. Um, so let's let's go over kind of our recommendations for you guys who are thinking about starting travel therapy in 2021. Yeah, so we mentioned earlier, it's vital to work with multiple companies. Companies have different job openings. So if you're looking, especially if you're looking for something specific, like a specific state, specific setting, um, you need to work with more than one company to have as many job options as possible so that you can be submitted for all the potential jobs that might fit your criteria and have a better chance of landing something. Uh, in addition to that, it's vital to have as many state licenses as possible, again, to expand your options. If that's, uh, you know, if that's a possibility, if you can't, if you're not just going to one state, um, try to expand your horizons a little bit, get some more state licenses, and that will open up more options for you. 
We usually recommend having um, about two to three state licenses actively. And I know that that's tricky and we get a lot of follow-up questions about this all the time. They're like, how do I decide which states to get licensed in? What I would do is work with your recruiters, talk to them, tell them what your wants and needs are, and they can help you decide which are some good states to get licensed in for your discipline, for the part of the country that you're interested in going to. If you are eligible for the PT compact as a physical therapist or a PTA, that's helpful because that automatically opens up all those states for you. If not, it's not the end of the world, but generally I think it's good to have two to three active state licenses in hand before you're applying for jobs, which means it's important to start talking to your recruiters and making a game plan a few months, like probably three months before you plan to start. So if that's you right now and you're sitting on the other side of the screen or you're listening on the podcast and you're thinking, crap, like I want to travel soon, reach out to us and we'll help you get connected with some recruiters. You can start setting up those phone calls, start making a game plan for this year, get your state licenses in order, have your resume ready, and then you'll be able to hit the ground running and be prepared when it comes to time um, for looking for your first travel therapy job. Yeah, and a note on the compact that Whitney mentioned, if you're unfamiliar with the compact as a PT, OT, or SLP, we did a video, I think it was two weeks ago, um, laying out you know what states are in the compact for PTs or joining in 2021, and then as well as an update on the OT and SLP compacts that are in progress. Yeah. In addition to those things, um, working with multiple recruiters, having multiple state licenses, we highly recommend that you guys continue to be as flexible as possible on settings and locations. We're still talking to some people that are like, you know, I only want to go to Denver and I only want to go to Austin and I only want to work an outpatient. And unfortunately, the way the job market has been and the way that it is currently, it's really difficult to be a travel therapist and be so picky right now. Yeah, it is. Um, now, of course, if there's exceptions to the rule. Of course, SLP, you can be a little more picky because there's more jobs. If you have a California license and you want to travel within California, then yes, you can be a little more picky because there's so many job options there. But um, And if you have experience, you can be a little more picky. But especially if you don't have a lot of experience, if you're a newer graduate, um, if your application is not as strong, it's really important to be more flexible on settings and locations to land jobs right now. Yeah, ultimately you have to remember that everything is dictated by supply and demand. Mm -hmm. If you're only looking in Colorado and there's only one job open and they have 200 applicants, your chances are gonna be much slower of getting that job compared to maybe going to a state where there's 20 jobs and you know 50 people applying for those 20 jobs. So you know, supply and demand is in favor of the, the facilities right now, so you just have to be more lenient on, on the variety of options. Um, that also includes pay right now. Like I mentioned, March through July pay was very low that started to get better, but it's still lower than it was back a year and a half ago. Um, most pay rates are maybe down 50 to hundred dollars compared to per week after taxes compared to what we were seeing prior to COVID PDGM PDPM. I made a post on our social media a week or so ago talking about kind of the mindset of being a traveler. And I think that a lot of people go into travel therapy and they think, I'm just going to do everything that I want to do. I want to travel to Hawaii. It's going to be amazing. I only like outpatient. And so I'm going to find an outpatient job in Hawaii. Unfortunately, when it comes to supply and demand, you might not always be able to find an outpatient job in Hawaii, or you might not always be able to find your perfect job at the time that you need it with the pay package that you want in a certain city when you want. It's just not the way that travel therapy always works. And that's the key, the time frame that you want. You might be able to find that job, but it might involve you waiting for six months, mm -hmm. which 
might not work for you. Yeah, because you probably need to make a paycheck, right? So unfortunately, it's always been the case as a travel therapist that you need to be a little bit flexible and willing to go where the jobs are, but even more when the job market is not quite as strong, when we've had a decline in the number of jobs, you need to be a little more flexible. And if you are flexible, you can make this career path work. Now, you don't have to settle for the worst job in the world in the middle of nowhere. Um, but you just need to be open and flexible to a couple different states and a couple different settings and you'll be able to get into those jobs. So you just have to look at it as um, an adventure. And it's, you know, the post that I made the other day was talking about your mindset of like, where am I needed versus where do I really, really want to go? Because you might have a good experience in some of those places that are more rural or somewhere you never heard of. You don't know. Um, we've had some really good experiences in places that we never thought we would end up. Yep. So just something to keep in mind there in terms of the mindset and the criteria when you're looking for your travel therapy jobs. Yep. And as, as jobs pick up, which we think will happen in 2021, you'll have to, you won't have to be as picky, but yeah, when jobs I mean, are you, limited. You won't have to be as flexible. You could be more picky. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. yes. You won't have to be as flexible. You can be more picky. Um, now, if you're someone who's sitting on the other side of the screen and you're concerned about your application not being as strong, for example, if you only have experience in one setting or if you're a new grad, there are some things that you can do to improve your application to try to make yourself more competitive before you jump into the travel therapy job market. So one of those things would be focusing on continuing education. If you're wanting to gain skills and knowledge in a new area to try to have talking points during your phone interview, improve your resume, um, think about doing CEUs. One way that we do a lot of our continuing ed, especially during a pandemic when you can't do it in person, uh, we use MedBridge, MedBridge Education. Um, they have a website and an app, super convenient. They have a lot of really good um, prep programs for different settings, like if you wanna get into home health, so forth and so on. Um, so if you guys want to try MedBridge to do your CEUs, uh, we have a discount code for that if you'd be interested in signing up. It's Fifth Wheel PT, which is like our blog, F-I-F-T-H-W-H-E-E-L-P-T. All one word. All one word. So that's a good way to try to increase your resume is to get, get some continuing ed in a certain um, skill area or knowledge area. Something else would be if you're thinking about traveling maybe later in the year and you have some time, maybe think about getting a PRN job in a different setting to expand your skill set. Um, I know that there are some home health companies that will hire PRN if that's a setting you want to get experience in. I know right now skilled nursing is not as keen on hiring PRN just because of the risk to the um, the residents, but some other settings would be willing to hire PRN. So those are some things to think about in order to increase your resume before starting travel therapy this year. Um, it's definitely still tough for new grads. It's still tough for assistants, but it is getting better. We have heard more assistants getting placed into jobs. We have heard more new grads getting placed into jobs. But there's one exception here. If you are a new grad assistant, so if you're both, you have it really stacked difficult against you. Um, as we mentioned earlier, there's only anywhere from 10 to 30 PTA or CODA jobs across the entire country. If you are a new grad PTA or CODA, we highly recommend you get at least six months, if not a year experience before trying to do travel therapy. One, because the job market is just really poor right now. Two, because it'll make your application more competitive. Yeah, so those 10 to 30 jobs, they have a lot of submissions because there's a lot of PTAs and CODAs that are looking for those jobs. And they're going to take someone with experience over someone that is a new grad almost every time. So yeah. it really makes it tough as a new grad. Yeah, so if you are a new grad assistant, we strongly recommend you do not try to do travel therapy anytime, probably in the next six months. Hopefully we'll have better news for you come summertime and it'll improve. But for now, 
I would try to do a permanent job. Now, if you're a new grad PT, OT, or SLP, it's definitely still possible for you to travel. We've heard way more new grad PT, OT, SLPs getting placed in jobs. So definitely still a possibility for you. Um, if you're a new grad who's in your CF year, your clinical fellowship year as an SLP, that's a whole set, different set of considerations not to do with COVID. Um, we have a video and an article on that that I would recommend you check out if that's your situation. So yeah, we're super optimistic for 2021. It's just there's still a lot of considerations. It's still not quite where it was. So hopefully you guys can take into account all of our recommendations and make travel therapy work for you this year. Yeah, things obviously are still not perfect. Um, we're still in the probably middle phases of this pandemic, trying to get the vaccine rolled out. Who knows how long that's going to take. Um, it seems like production and distribution is not going as well as uh, anticipated. So, you know, we still might have quite a bit of time to deal with uh, the repercussions of the pandemic. So 2021 is obviously not going to be a perfect year, but hopefully it is better than 2020. 10 times better than 2020. All right. So we're going to talk a little bit about what our plans are for 2021, just real quick. And then we are going to go over all the questions and comments that you guys have. So now is your time. If you're watching live, um, drop a question in the comments, let us know what you want to know, and we will answer your question at the end. Yep. As soon as we're able to have gatherings again, we plan to have meetups. Uh, we want to have a bunch of meetups all over the country. We love to meet travelers, um, interact with you guys, and we are always really excited to have those meetups. We usually have them sponsored and uh, we'll you know, have open bar or something similar to that. So it's always a lot of fun. Yeah, sponsored, um, meaning by one of the travel therapy agencies that we work with will sponsor it, um, provide free food, free drinks. It's usually a great time. So as soon as we're able to do that again, we'll kind of like resume our 2020 plans to do um, conferences and meetups and all that good stuff. But we'll see if that can happen towards the end of 2021. If so, we'd yeah. love to. Um, we're also planning to continue to do school talks. So lately what that's looked like has been virtual school talks. So if you're a student who's watching right now, um, if you want to reach out to us, if you want us to do a talk for either your school or for your state conclave, we've, um, we just recently filmed one for, uh, Georgia and we're getting ready to do one coming up for Kansas. Um, we've done for PT in, conclaves. Yeah. For the physical therapy, uh, APTA student conclaves. Um, in the future, we definitely would not mind doing any for OT or SLP programs, um, but as of right now, we've only done them for PT, so we plan to continue with our education piece for 2021. We also have some new and exciting content that we're getting ready to launch at Travel Therapy Mentor. So for those of you guys that are thinking about starting travel therapy this year, stay tuned because we are going to be launching some new types of content this year that I think will be really helpful for you guys in terms of education and getting started on your career path. Um, so we will be announcing that in the next few weeks. So stay tuned. Um, keep your eyes peeled on our Instagram page and our Facebook page. And if you want to join our email list as well, um, we will be announcing that soon, but we're not going to reveal it just yet. So that's kind of a little bit about what we're going to do in terms of content. We're going to continue to bring you guys the weekly videos. We may shift to where we're not doing as much of the long form videos um, this year because we've done, again, two years of these hour plus videos. We might start doing shorter conversations each week, but we'll see. We're going to kind of see what this year brings in terms of that. Um. <laughs> and then uh, I guess personally, we decided that 
So we were, we were trying to decide between, Whitney wanted to try to take a travel job in Hawaii. We really have wanted to go to Hawaii for like five years now. Um, obviously last year was not a good time to be there, um, but things are getting better there. Now, if we can get vaccinated, it seems like it would be a good time to go to Hawaii. Um, unfortunately, the job market there is still competitive. We're not sure how that's gonna work. So now we think we might end up going to Mexico and traveling around in Mexico. Um, but that will probably be um, going into February. Um, but we'll see how that goes. Yeah, so as we mentioned earlier, and a lot of you guys, guys may already know, we typically work one to two travel therapy jobs a year. Um, so for work, and then we spend the other six plus months traveling for fun, or in this the case of 2020, staying home. Um, so in the past, we've taken these really long international trips and we would love to be able to do that again as soon as possible. But right now you can't really travel internationally. Mexico is one of the only places that we can go. So we think that we're going to go ahead. We've been working PRN. I think I forgot to mention that earlier. We've been working PRN outpatient jobs at home for the last three months. So that's kind of been like our three months of work in place of a travel job. So we're a little bit ready to take a break from the clinic and go on a trip for fun, and then also spend some time while we're away for fun, working on the, the website and bringing you guys new content, because that's our other job, is, yeah, is doing this. For sure. So hopefully in February, we will spend some time in Mexico, and then we'll kind of reevaluate come March or April what I'm gonna do about a travel therapy contract, hopefully in Hawaii. Hopefully this month in January, I will have my Hawaii license. I've been working on it for a while. It's been taking, it's been very slow. Yeah, so in terms of travel therapy jobs, our number one goal is to get to Hawaii. Um, Whitney's almost done with her license. She'll probably take a contract there, hopefully at some point in 2021. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so hopefully in a few, like next month, we'll be in Mexico. That'll be fun. So stay tuned for that. Um, in addition to that, we, so we mentioned we had a house and many of you guys may have tuned in in the past to know a little bit about our future goals with like real estate and house hacking. So we're actually going to have our first tenant move in um, and rent out our basement for a few months. So we're going to give that whole landlord thing a try. And it's, it's a good opportunity. She's a student that has a clinical in the area. Um, we have a nice downstairs basically almost like studio. Um, it's like a mother-in-law suite almost. Yeah, so should work out well. Yeah, so that so hopefully if that goes well, um, in the future we'll be able to rent out part of our house to other students who are in the area for internships, or we've also thought about doing like furnished finder or Airbnb for healthcare professionals, travelers like yourselves, who come to Roanoke, Virginia um, for jobs. So that's going to be exciting for us to just dip our toe into that whole real estate landlord thing this year and see how that goes. And then in the future, of course, we want to buy more properties, but we just kind of haven't quite gotten there yet. Yep. Um, the other thing that we really want to focus on just personally in 2021 is, is our work-life balance. We're still trying to figure out what that looks like for us because now, as we mentioned, we only work a few months a year in the clinic. So we have to figure out how we want to structure our lives the rest of the year. Um, having an online business, you know, having travel therapy mentor, it, it's a little bit hard to be self-disciplined and structure your life when you have an online business and you're only accountable to yourself. So we're personally still working on that and our dynamics and still having to, you know, wanting to focus on our health and our fitness and all that too. Yeah. And, uh, you know, 2020 was a tough year, but, um, in terms of like engagement, website growth, all that stuff, it was a really good year for us. We had a lot more 
people reach out. We get a ton of emails and questions now, so much so that if you guys have sent us emails, you might realize it sometimes takes a few days to get back to you. Um, we're getting over 10,000 views on the website per month now, which is insane. We never, never thought that would be the case. Yeah, so we're super appreciative of you guys, of our audience, and we're really glad that we can be here and be in this position like I said earlier, to kind of bridge that gap between us as travel therapists and, and you guys as travel therapists or future travel therapists and the recruiter side of things, learning about the industry. So we try to gather as much information, do as much research as we can, compile information and bring it to you guys to educate you and empower you so you can be better travelers and have a better experience. So we really enjoy what we do here at Travel Therapy Mentor, but it's definitely becoming more of a, a business it's, it's really becoming more of a side business um than a, hobby, yeah. than a hobby yeah so we are just again we're going to use 2021 to continue to bring you guys content we're going to try out some new things this year business wise and we're going to continue to work on our own work-life balances so hopefully it'll be a really great year um hopefully nothing crazy like in 2020 <laughs> yeah and uh so we're gonna that's i think the last thing and we're gonna go through the questions and comments but real quick we are getting close to a big milestone on Instagram. Uh, we are within, I think, 30 people now of 10,000 followers there. So if you guys aren't following us on Instagram, Travel Therapy Mentor, um, when we get to 10,000, we're going to do probably some kind of big giveaway. We mm -hmm. haven't decided yet, but follow us there for sure. Yeah, so we're super excited about that. That's like a huge milestone. And a I huge guess we'll, goal. we'll have some Mexico pictures there soon, hopefully. Yeah, so definitely follow us. It's at Travel Therapy Mentor if you're not already following us on Instagram. Um, and tell your friends because we we definitely get some pretty cool pictures we've been to 30 countries at this point we've been to 45 states so we have some really cool pictures that we have a really beautiful world and we hope to be able to continue to share that with you guys through our travels um that picture over there is from the dominican republic um nick nick says uh you can find side jobs in mexico you would say that nick all right we're gonna go through all the questions and comments so again if you guys have any lingering questions type them in the comments now all right, Rindy says, do you have any thoughts about experienced PTs getting into the travel market? Um, so I would say it depends. So sometimes experienced PTs, obviously experience is a great thing to have uh, for travelers. Sometimes though, if you've been working in the same setting for a very long time, it can make travel difficult because then you might not be comfortable trying a different setting. And depending on what setting that is, you know, if it's outpatient right now, it can be hard to find travel jobs in outpatient. So it really depends on how flexible you feel um, in terms of where you're willing to go and what settings you're willing to try, what you feel comfortable with. But obviously experience is never a bad thing. Um, for travelers, most clinics are looking for someone experienced that's gonna be able to jump in and uh, hit the ground running. Um, sometimes the hardest thing is learning the new documentation systems mm -hmm. and things like that. But for the most part, yeah. Yeah, that would be my one thing I'd say if if you you put Rindy, I don't know what you mean because you put experience in quotations. So for example, if someone reaches out to us who has worked for 30 plus years in their industry, they have a wealth of knowledge and experience. But what if you worked 30 plus years in the same clinic with the same documentation system? I think it would be really hard for you to jump into travel therapy because you might be really used to that and it might be hard for you to learn something new. Yeah. However, um, you know, your clinical knowledge and all that will be wonderful. And I do think that experienced therapists in the like five to 10 year range, especially if they've had a couple of different jobs and they're used to, you know, technology jumping around, trying different EMRs, they do really well and it makes your application very strong. But there's just some pros and cons there. I think when you've been, um, at the same setting for a long time, but, um, yeah. 
Nick's been able to keep consistent work during COVID, which is awesome. Um, I know he had to be more flexible and take some skilled nursing contracts. So um, definitely some sacrifice to be made, but it, that's good that you've been able to keep consistent work. Yeah. Madison says, I can't wait to graduate. You guys rock. Thank you for joining Madison. I know we've chatted with Madison before, and I hope that the job market is just stellar when you have your graduation. Um, Allie says she's working 40 hours a week PRN now at a trauma hospital. I bet that is probably pretty exciting. I, I don't know what hospitals are like right now. We've been doing our best to avoid any hospitals for 10 months now, so I, I'm not really sure. I guess it depends on the area you're in, but it could be um, a pretty hectic environment. Allie also says, I've been a travel therapist for 30 years. Not a travel therapist. therapist. Oh, a therapist for 30 years. The first time I have been unemployed. That's tough. It's been a really tough year for some folks um, with the whole unemployment thing. Um, Hannah says, graduated at the beginning of April. Didn't find a position until the end of August. You're yeah. not alone, Hannah. You are definitely not alone. There are still some new grads that graduated in the summer that have not found jobs or have taken jobs that were not ideal because there were just so few options. This is a really hard year to be a new grad, so I feel for you, Hannah. Um, let's see, we'll go through a few more. A lot of people tuned in. Thank you, guys. Um, um. There's yeah. a lot of replies to other ones, so we're not going to read them all because uh, it gets a little bit confusing with all the replies. Um, Nick says, 2020 was a great year if your name was Satan. <laughs> <laughs> James says, I'm a third-year DBT student considering travel this year. Thanks for joining, James. I know we um, met you. I'm pretty sure it was NSC. It was one of the conferences. I think it was CSM. I'm not sure. Maybe both. <laughs> so I'm super excited for you, James, and for a lot of the other new grads that we've mentored this year um, or last year. Uh, Mary says, looking to start travel PT this year after 35 years in the field. That's exciting. Um, it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's an adventure. There are certainly pros and cons. Uh, it's not going to all be wonderful like some people might make it out the seam. Um, but it's a fun adventure if you're just willing to go along for the ride. Mary, I think that you, you fit into like one of the other camps. There's like different camps of like travelers. So a lot of travelers do it at the beginning of their career when they're just trying to decide what they want to do. And there are a lot of travelers who do it later in their career like you are, Mary, where they're like, you know, I've done this normal thing for 35 years and now I'm ready to try something fun and different towards the end, almost like a mini retirement at the end. Yep. So good for you, Mary. Hannah says she's a clinician looking to start traveling this year. Should be a good year, I hope. We hope, fingers crossed. All right. I might be able see if there are any other questions. Again, if you guys have any questions, please type them in the comments. We'll be happy to answer them. Yeah, and if you're watching later, we always come back to these videos to yes. look for um, mm -hmm. questions and comments as well. Okay, we do have a few more questions. Okay. All right. Um, Rindy oh. says 30 plus years. That's yeah. A, yeah, that is a lot of experience. So that's a very good thing for sure. But just make sure that whatever jobs you look at that you're comfortable in that setting. If you've been in the same setting for all that time, it can be difficult to transition. Randy, I would make sure to go back and watch our video from last week where we talked about job uh, interviews. Make sure to have a list of questions prepared for the interviewer because they might just be willing to say, oh yeah, this is great. Yep, you have 30 years experience. We would love to have you, but you need to make sure to ask them a lot of questions to make sure it's gonna be a good setting and a good fit for you and that you're not just gonna be thrown to the wolves and be like, this is not what I thought travel therapy was. Yeah. Um, Tim says, have you noticed any specific geographic area that has more job openings or is it fairly random? <clears throat> so mostly it's random, but like we said, you pretty much cannot go wrong with California. There's always a lot of jobs in California for every discipline. Um, so if there's just one state to choose, 
California is the way to go. Um, there are some other states that usually have consistent jobs, but it is definitely more random. Um, and it also depends on what setting you're looking for. Yeah, and especially if you're traveling as a pair, California is a really good bet yeah. because you can be a lot more likely to find two jobs together as a pair in California. Um, Nick says, I'm back an outpatient. Woohoo! There have, um, there have been some therapists that have been able to find outpatient jobs. They're not impossible to come by. They're just a little harder. Clint says, thanks for all your great info that you provide. I'm excited to get started on my own travel career, and you guys have been a huge help. Yeah, awesome. Thanks. Thanks, Clint. Our main goal is to just have travelers go into jobs as informed as possible because we know that when we started, the resources were limited and we were very nervous. We made a lot of mistakes. So if we can keep you guys from making some of the same mistakes, then that is a, a great thing. Yep. Glad to be here. Thank you, Clint. And I know Clint just recently um, emailed us for some recruiter recommendations. So I'm glad, um, or some recommendations about jobs. We were emailing back and forth. So thanks for joining tonight, Clint. All right, Rosie says, looking to travel starting in March. I was told that traveling as a pair may be hard right now, so we might have to take separate contracts. Yeah, it depends on your discipline. Um, it is definitely harder to find jobs as a pair right now. It has gotten better. Um, this is the best time from March until now um, to travel as a pair, but it is still a lot harder than it used to be. Like Whitney and I, when we started traveling, we had very little issue finding two jobs close together in outpatient um, and most of our contracts were back-to-back, -back, start dates when we needed, but it is, it is more difficult now, so you have to be more flexible. That's uh, the key to everything, I guess, uh, on location, setting, um, pay as well. It really depends on your priorities. Um, for us, personally, we never would have taken jobs in different places. That was just, uh, it was just off the table for us. So what we would have done is either if we if it absolutely came down to it just one of us take a job and the other one come there and either not work or try to find a prn job in the area or sometimes you can have it where you'll start your contract and then you'll have all your recruiters all all hands on deck looking for other contracts in that area for the other person and then you may have to settle on like a setting for the other person or the other person may not be able to start right away but personally we never would have split up but we do know couples that do end up splitting up if that works better for them and they're willing to do that. So you just have to decide what you're willing to do and what works best for you. Are you more willing to split up or are you more willing to settle on a location and a setting or have one of you work part-time or something like that? There's different strategies. I think we have an article on that that we wrote um, about a year ago, actually. I remember writing it when we were in Goldsboro about traveling as a pair. Uh, Rindy says, thanks. I'm a quick learner. Love trying new things. Pretty adaptable. Glad you said home health. That's my number one choice. Thanks for all your info. Home health. Yeah. If, if home health is your bread and butter, then you should be in good shape. There's a mm -hmm. lot of home health jobs. It's much more easy to adapt to a new home health job, in my opinion, because, you know, uh, someone's house is someone's house, uh, whether it's you're in California or Texas, you know, you're going into someone's house. It's going to be a new environment. You're used to that. So the only thing that you'd potentially have to worry about is difficult documentation systems, but yeah, you should be in good shape. Yep. All right. Um, Mary says, good news about the experience and multiple settings and systems. That's me. Good. Yeah. I'm glad you have those variety of experiences. That should be a really good pro for you and for your um, application. Um, James says, for upcoming new grads, besides CEUs, is there anything else that we can do to boost our resumes? Uh, was considering taking MDT courses, any other areas of development worth exploring? Um, yeah, so James, 
it can definitely help, like especially if you get into an outpatient job interview, um, some of those would be good talking points. Um, but I think often it's more for the new grads of not being as picky. Um, there are definitely a lot of places that are willing to take new grads, especially skilled nursing, especially rural places. We had really good luck with like rural, um, skilled nursing and rural, rural um, acute care. Those are a lot more laid back, slower paced, willing to take on a new grad who may not have as much experience. So I think the flexibility is much more important. But yeah. yes, boosting your resume by saying, you know, especially like for the new grads from 2020 that couldn't work right away, by having CEUs, something to fill that time just to show that you've still been working, you're still very diligent and committed. Now, James, I know you don't graduate until May. So hopefully by the time May rolls around, things will be normal. Hopefully you'll be able to jump right in as a new grad and not have that lull that there was with the 2020 new grads. So hopefully you won't have to worry quite as much about it, but you just might have to be a little more flexible when you get your foot in the door for that first job. Yeah, and in terms of boosting your resume, I think probably courses are the main thing. I can't think of much else that you could you could do as a student that would make you stand out more. Well, and I do know if you're a student who's watching this who is not about to graduate, but say if you have like a whole year, when you're in the process of choosing your clinicals, something that I would recommend is trying to get a variety of settings for your clinicals. We've unfortunately met some therapists um, or some students who were only given the opportunity to have maybe two settings. If you can get the opportunity to have like a skilled nursing, an acute, and an outpatient, that variety of experience is going to open more doors for you when you go to get your first job as a traveler. Yeah, and if I could go back, one thing I would change as a student is I would have tried to get a home health uh, clinical. I think that would have really helped me. Um, home health has the most jobs, the best pay as a traveler, and I would have loved to be more comfortable in that setting. So if possible, I would have tried to get um, a and it's funny because as a student, I thought that was like my worst nightmare is to get a, a home health clinical. But now. Well, part of it too, and I can remember having this conversation, Jared, when you were a student, um, your school only allowed you to have three clinicals. And I remember speaking with one of our uh, mutual CIs and she said that if she was only given the opportunity to have three, and I agree with her now looking back, if I was only given the opportunity to have three, I don't think I would take home health as one of them because you are gonna learn so much more about your skills as a clinician by working in a setting where you have other clinicians around. So if you had the opportunity to have five internships or you know four or five or six, then yes, maybe one is home health, but if you only have three, you're only gonna learn from home health about the documentation, the patients that you see in the home, and your one CI. You're not gonna to get to learn it all from other clinicians, so that could be a negative. Yeah, that's true. Um, pros so, and cons. Know, pros and cons. Um, Kayla says, I'm starting my first travel assignment tomorrow, so excited. Congratulations, hope it goes well. That's awesome, Kayla, good luck. All right, see if there's any more questions here before we wrap up. Kim says, I just started my first travel assignment in California. I do not have a permanent California license on hand, but my agency applied me an emergency waiver as a facility is accepting emergency waiver from EMSA. Thanks for all your podcast, very helpful as a new travel PT. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, I know that some of those crisis jobs, they are basically, if you're licensed in any state, they're, they're okay with it. So that is a good opportunity because California license is hard to get. So if you can take one of those crisis jobs that's willing to take you with any license, um, you can kind of bypass that um, California process, which is pretty nice. There's a few states, I don't know them offhand, but I know one of the companies that we work with said that um, Wisconsin is waiving licensure for some clinicians. So if you're somebody who's out there right now and you're working with a few recruiters and you're having trouble getting jobs and maybe you only have one or two state licenses, ask your recruiter if they're aware of any 
um, states in which they're waiving licensure due to COVID. If that's the case, that would be a really good opportunity. Again, sometimes this will happen in states like Wisconsin, Wyoming, like these random middle of the country states that maybe you didn't go into this thinking you wanted to go to those states as a traveler, but hey, you know, if the opportunity presents itself and they're willing to waive licensure, they're willing to train you, this and that, it's only three months. If your recruiter presents something crazy to you, consider it. You know, if you're, if you've been out of work for several months, if you're a student, if you're a new grad, I mean, if you're a new grad who hasn't been able to work yet, listen to your recruiter, let them guide you a little bit, you know, don't let them push you into something that's a bad situation. But if they have a good opportunity in a state that's willing to waive licensure, train you, bring you on, open your mind and think, well, you know, it's only three months, I could maybe try it. So that would be another strategy you could maybe implement during this crisis time if some states are waiving licensure. Yep. I think that's all the questions and comments. We really appreciate all the engagement. Um, if you guys have any future questions or comments, you can always comment on this video. You can also go to our website, TravelTherapyMentor.com. Um, there's a contact us form there. And uh, like I said, we get a lot of emails, so we try to get back to you as quickly as possible, but it might take a couple days. Um, probably get a quicker answer on this video. <laughs> Being able to just respond real quick is easy. Yeah, so um, definitely reach out to us if you have questions. Again, if you're looking to get started with travel therapy in 2021 and you want recommendations for the recruiters that we work with that we recommend to others, please go to our website at travelTherapyMentor.com slash recruiters or you can click just up at the very top, TravelTherapyMentor.com, there's a recruiter recommendation button. Just fill out the form there, it'll send us an email. I'll read, we'll read through all of your different um, criteria, what you're interested in, we'll email you back with recommendations and have the recruiters contact you, that way you can get started and know that there are recruiters that other people have worked with, have had a good experience with. You don't necessarily wanna go online and just go with the first recruiter that you find on Google because you don't really have any way of knowing whether someone else has had a good experience with them or not. So True. we can help you with that. Also stay tuned because we're really excited about some new content that we're coming out with in 2021 that should hopefully help you guys that are newer to travel therapy um, to help get you set up on the right yeah. But One more time, if you could like this video, if you have any friends that might be interested in traveling in 2021, um, tag them in this video so they can learn as well. Awesome. Thank you guys for joining us. And we hope that you all have a happy and um, healthy, happy and healthy and hopeful 2021. Yep. All right. See you guys later. Bye.